Boone report here on WDAY, 701-293-9000. Your call-in number, 888-970-9329. Good afternoon, Atil. Good afternoon. Did you have a good weekend? I did. It was kind of a nice, cozy weekend. The weather was, you know, cold for the first time, so I sort of just hunkered down, and my housemate made homemade chicken soup, so I was completely on board with that. I had a uh, my daughter's 16th birthday. Well, it wasn't this weekend, but we celebrated this weekend, and I had a house full of teenage girls. Oh, well, that's... Most of the weekends. That's a different kind and, of fun. Yeah. <laughs> fun. No, it was great. It was great. We had a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I'm going to get right to our guest, though. Uh, Lieutenant Tom Iverson from the North Dakota Highway Patrol. Uh, of course, over the uh, last night, we saw more... Um, Activity from the Dakota Access protesters, what I would describe as a as a riot, uh, once again at the Backwater Bridge. And uh, Lieutenant Iverson, I understand it's still going on today. Can you give us an update on, on what's going on right now? Uh, basically right now, I guess specifically in Bismarck area, we did see a large group that came up into Bismarck uh, protesting uh, throughout town. I know a little while ago, Maine and 4th in Bismarck, they were blocking traffic that formed a circle in the roadway. Uh, but specifically to down south, you know, there's just constant action at that bridge. That bridge has been a point of contention now for quite some time. Um, so really nothing new today. Other than uh, they're they're constantly looking at ways to breach that line on the bridge to gain access to the north. I mean, it's not something that anyone could argue that they're just uh, there to um, have a friendly visit with law enforcement or that they remove that vehicle as a favor to law enforcement. No, they're attempting to breach the bridge and, and gain access to the north uh, to the construction site. I mean, that's it's that's the intent. 701-293-9000 if you want to join the program, 888-970-9329. The big story coming out of last night's situation uh, is that law enforcement used a water cannon to, to spray the protesters. A lot of people upset claiming that, um, you know, that, that was an abusive or an, an invalid tactic by law enforcement because it was certainly below freezing. The temperatures below freezing last night. Tell us about the water cannon. Why, why was it used? Well, first of all, we knew we do need to uh, back up a little bit. Um, when um, uh, when uh, officers on fire departments go to scenes and they put out fires on buildings, uh, they're not using a water cannon. They're they're using a fire hose from a from a fire truck, and that is exactly what was used last night. It was a fire hose from a fire truck. It's no special water cannon that uh, law enforcement has available with increased pressure or anything like that. It was a fire truck that had backed up to our law enforcement vehicles, and that was used uh, to clear protesters away from the front lines. What was going on underneath that? There was an, another large truck that law enforcement had placed there um, a few weeks ago. And we could not determine exactly what they were trying to do to that. There were some people up front there that were trying to either hook onto that with something or um, create some sort of danger in that area. That water was used on them and essentially was also used as crowd dispersal Um, at, at a point where they are trespassing. They're committing a crime. They're putting themselves in that position. We, we don't want to spray people with, uh, with water, um, but when they refuse time and time again to back off the bridge after multiple warnings, 
um, that seemed to be a way to back them off the bridge. And, you know, quite frankly, uh, yeah, if, if someone gets wet, they're, they're going to get cold, and they need to not put themselves in that situation. I, I don't I don't see why um, it's that big of a contention. It's It's water. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. What about, and I'm, I'm just, just playing, one thing that I heard from a lot of my readers last night is, you know, obviously this, this bridge, it's on a public road. Why is it still blocked? Why is this public road still blocked? Uh, the bridge is still blocked. Um, I mean, there's a, a multitude of uh, ways we can look at this. First of all, the riders blocked it. Uh, they lit fire to the vehicles that were there. Um, now there's potential bridge damage to that, and the necessary equipment to come in there and the inspections that need to take place on that bridge cannot take place when there's constantly rioters and protesters that are approaching that bridge um, and people are put in harm's way. It is not something that uh, we're able to send people in there to adequately inspect it. It's uh, plain and simple. They need to vacate that area. They need to be out of the area if there's going to be any sort of inspection done on that bridge. And then at that point, um, it, it would fall within the realm of the Department of Transportation to determine exactly what kind of damage was done there. But not to mention, um, the protesters and riders have blocked Highway 1806 on a multitude of occasions, uh, from marching on the road to, uh, let's not forget, the North Camp blockade that was set up by them. So for, for them to claim that we are, we're, you know, restricting their access to the North, I mean, come on now. They have blocked the road time and time again, and it, it's up to them. If they want that road cleared, well, we, we, need, to, uh, we need some assurances made. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. we got a caller, Karen, on the line. Go ahead, Karen. I have lived in North Dakota all my life and would like those California and New York out-of-state protesters to go a 1,000 miles away to where they came from. All right. Th- yeah, thanks, Karen. I, I, th- I think a lot of people at this point agree, and I, I, I think certainly that's been a big part of this story, that there's been a lot of outside agitators brought in. Uh, that, that are causing a lot of these problems. How many people, I, I know last night the estimates were, you know, as many as 400 people participating in last night's riot, I think is the proper word for it. What, how, do we know how many people are left in, in these camps? It's certainly getting a lot colder. Do we have an update or an updated estimate on the number of people who are still here? Uh, well, first of all, let me uh, backtrack a little bit. Karen, thank you much for that comment. Um, y- you know what, I think... I think you, you speak um, the same language that many North Dakotans do, that we're, we're tired of this. You know, from my experience of being out there and, and visiting with some of these people, encountering them on our roads, I always kind of ask them, how many of you here are from North Dakota? There's, I've never really come across anyone that's from North Dakota that's in these groups. I mean, come on now. Uh, this is our state, and not to mention um, some of the media coverage that's done here. We've we got to remember who our readers are, who our subscribers are, who's paying for these newspapers. Um, that's, that's North Dakota citizens here. And, and to be 
telling the story of an out-of-state agitator um, is, is starting to get a little old. And uh, I'm not saying that as an attack to you, Rob, but um, um, there are some of those um, media outlets out there that um, seem to want to concentrate on the out-of-state agitators and, and giving them a voice and um, giving the criminal element a voice. That's, that's not appropriate. Uh, but let's get back to your question and the number of people that are kind of left around here. You know, it kind of goes up and down. At any point in time, um, our estimates are going to be, you know, around the 1,500 up into the 3,500 mark uh, based on vehicle counts and such. So uh, not too long ago, maybe last week, the weekend before, uh, we are up around the 3,500 mark. So that's, that's still a large number of people. I, I, I think, and, and, and certainly I'm not telling you anything when I tell the, <laughs> that, you know, people are frustrated over this and we're, they're tired of it. Hell, I'm tired of it. I, I'm tired of writing about it every single day. I wish we could move on to other things and, and transition into holiday mode and, and maybe focus on some happier things. But it, it just seems like it's the same. It's, it's, it's the same story over and over again, maybe a different setting sometimes and different players, but it's just over and over again. Is is there a plan for like a change in tactics, or is there something we can do in terms of how? how I mean, how, how does this get resolved? How do we get a point to, to where you know we can maybe move on 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 some of this stuff? And 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 not not that they have to stop protesting, you know, they don't have to. I'm not asking everybody, you know, find agreement on the pipeline. I don't think that's going to happen. But how, how do we get to a point where we don't have this happening every weekend or every few days? Boy, um, I wish I had the answer for that. I think it's such a an interesting dynamic. Um, there was a group that came up to the Capitol grounds on Saturday, and th- there's no permit. They did not have a permit. Uh, you cannot uh, uh, publicly gather there and demonstrate on the Capitol grounds, and uh, definitely not within the buildings without a permit. And I instructed them. I spoke with the group, and they asked me, well, where can we um, protest, and, and I informed them of, of the rights that they have, and encourage them that you can, you know, go around the perimeter, walk the sidewalks around the perimeter, and there's not going to be an issue with that. And then I reminded the group that it, essentially you were you were kind of given that Army Corps of Engineer land to go back to the main camp. That is your area of protest. Uh, but um, I'm not, not I'm not going to be that naive because they know. And I know that they're not going to get quite the exposure uh, down there as they get coming up to Bismarck. I mean, they get they get some good camera coverage and and um, can get a lot of attention that way. And I understand that. Um, but as far as how we come to a peaceful resolution, uh, there's a lot of things to work through. Uh, we just need to encourage people to do things lawfully. Uh, if things are done lawfully, uh, there's no issues. I mean, we can't we can't turn a blind eye. To unlawfulness and expect and expect people to get away with it. That's not what uh, North Dakota citizens expect of law enforcement. They expect well, us to do our job. Unfortunately, riots uh, riots get headlo- headlines. Uh, to your earlier point, we got a caller here, Ryan. Uh, what's up, Ryan? Well, I just first wanted to speak very highly and thank all the law enforcement that are out there doing it. I know it's not quite like being in the live action in Iraq or something like that, but at any given time. You might come under fire, and that's, that's got to be a lot of stress on you and your families and your loved ones, and uh, I just want to thank you for your service. Um, and second of all, I guess I, I, I maybe I've said this to Rob already before, but I just don't understand why we don't have 
all our three national uh, you know representatives in essence, our two senators and our and our and our uh, and congressmen coming out with weekly you know fact fact sheets and, and updates and putting it in the national record in essence out in Congress and and, and, and trying to control some of the narrative here because yeah. as Rob was saying earlier, I mean it, it, a bunch of extremists are controlling the narrative and and I, I have relatives in the coastal areas and you know they're, they're believing everything that they're hearing from the BS that's being spewed in United States. And I guess I'll come back to to uh, our current governor and then our governor elect. I mean, pretty soon Mr. Bergham's going to have to be taking the reins here. I would sure hope that his first day in, he'd be doing the same thing. Let's get the narrative corrected. Yeah. I, I, I hear you, Ryan. I, I suspect that those are things that are above uh, Lieutenant Iverson's pay grade. <laughs> that doesn't need to comment on that. But I, I think, Ryan, I, I think you're spot on, 100%. Uh, yeah, Tom, Tom any, Ryan, any... Uh, first of all, thank you very much uh, for, for your words of support. It, it, it has been some very trying times out there. And like you mentioned, you know, we're, we're in North Dakota, but we, we do have to remember that there are some bad actors out there. There are some agitators. Uh, we, we cannot forget about Red Fawn Fallis. Uh, that she uh, shot at law enforcement three times. Now, uh, the claim that they're always um, uh, unarmed and have no weapons, well, come on now, don't say that because that's that's false. That's a lie. That's, uh, that's ridiculous to say that because we have been shot at. And uh, you cannot account for everybody in a group and to think that um, there are absolutely zero weapons out there that is completely unrealistic, and uh, it's not a good comment to make. So we do have to kind of keep our heads on a swivel um, and, and making sure that we're addressing anything that comes up and uh, kind of maybe always on the lookout for any lone wolf that is out there. Uh, but as far as any any political play or anything on that, I would agree with Rob. I, I would need to steer clear of that. Tom, thanks for your time. appreciate it. I appreciate it, Rob. Thank you. So Lieutenant Tom Iverson, North Dakota Highway Patrol. We'll be back with more coming up. By the way, Chase Iron Eyes is going to be on the show here at uh, 1.30. He had some comments uh, sort of urging the protesters. I took them to be urging the protesters to more lawlessness. We'll get his uh, his point of view on that, plus your phone call, 701-293-9000, Don't go away. Welcome back, Rob Report, WDAY. You can join the program, 701-293-9000, Just finished up with Lieutenant Tom Iverson of the North Dakota Highway Patrol. Had some tough comments for the media coverage of the uh, Dakota Access Pipeline protests. Um, I'm going to put all that audio up on the blog afterwards. I think I think that's going to raise some eyebrows. We um, Let's see. Uh, emailer says, uh, who is funding the protests? And if it is a liberal group, it should be made uh, known in every time... Uh, whether George Soros or whoever it might be, you know, as far as who's funding the groups, they're getting a lot from like GoFundMe and and stuff like that. Uh, and there's professional groups organizing it. You know, it's it's really hard to discern it out. But it's what's frustrating is that these groups and and these donors are basically funding, a, a, frankly, a criminal enterprise. I mean, they're funding people who are purposely breaking the law who are purposely picking fights with law enforcement. And I think this is one of the things that, that frustrates me so much about a lot of the national media coverage is that 
they are falling for for this this tactic that that the protesters are are executing, where the protesters create a situation that is violent and unsafe. The protesters pick a fight with the cops, and then when the cops react uh, to people throwing rocks at them, to people lighting things on fire, when they react with with gear to protect themselves and non-lethal measures to try to subdue the protesters who are actively breaking the law, who are trespassing on private property, who are vandalizing construction equipment, who are blocking public highways, when they react in that fashion, then the story becomes not that the protesters picked a fight with the cops, but that the protesters are somehow, uh, you know, that the cops, uh, you know, sprayed the protesters with a fire hose. Um. I mean, listen, the cops are not advancing down into the protest camps and going after the protesters, right? The, the cops are not, uh, you know, getting a fire truck and just driving by the camps and spraying the protesters or marching in there with their billy clubs and shooting people with beanbang rounds. That's not what's happening. What's happening is the cops are trying to control checkpoints and, and try to protect areas, and the protesters are coming to them. The aggressors are the protesters. 701-293-9000, Caller, Steve, what's up? Hey, Rob. Uh, Steve Bakken here. Hey, um, I'm driving back from Minneapolis yesterday afternoon, and I yeah. get passed by a caravan of six to seven cars. They're all little eco mini cars. They all have uh, Feel the Burn bumper stickers, Hillary bumper stickers, uh, and all the plates are New York, Connecticut, and Vermont. Um, is there a methodology by which law enforcement can start curbing this? Because I had an opportunity to talk with a couple of them at a rest area, and I didn't say anything. And I asked, so what's going on? They're all paid protesters, and their job is done protesting Trump, so they're just moving on to the next project. Yeah. Well, you know, I, and the thing is, is that if... Where it comes, where it becomes a problem is when they do things illegally. I mean, there's nothing illegal about them protesting per se. I mean, it's a First Amendment. I don't want there to be anything illegal about protesting. And but Rob, here's here's the thing. Okay. When I was talking to them, they didn't act, they didn't identify themselves as paid protesters. They were paid agitators. That's the way they refer to themselves. That's the way they look at themselves. They're paid to agitate a situation. Well, see, and there's the problem. Uh, you know, if, if they're coming in to purposely disrupt things and do illegal things, then I guess, you know, law enforcement's got to gotta kick in. I mean, it, it just feels like such a hopeless situation because we've got the First Amendment, which protects protest activities as well it should. Uh, you know, I'm a First Amendment absolutist, but now we've got a problem with a group of people who are abusing those rights coming in here and, and creating a problem because they want to block a pipeline. You know, they want to have a heckler's veto over a, over a pipeline, and and they're going to keep doing this, I'm afraid, uh, until they get their way. It's 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 bullying. It's it's you know terrorism. I realize that's a fraught term post 9/11, but it really is. They're trying to get their way through fear and intimidation, and it's wrong. More to come straight ahead. Chase Iron Eyes is going to be on the program. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Don't go away.
Welcome back, Rob Report, WDAY 701-293-9000. is a toll-free number. You can email me to talk at WDAY.com. Or, hey, send me tweets at Rob Port. On the line with me right now, uh, former U.S. House, uh, Democratic U.S. House candidate uh, Chase Ironeyes. Uh, Chase, uh, thanks for your time. Welcome to the program. Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me. Over the weekend, you uh, you set off a little bit of a stir with a Facebook post. Um, I'm going to read a part of it, and, and many people, and I'm you know you can certainly explain it and correct me if I'm wrong, but many people are taking this as you urging protesters targeting the Dakota Access Pipeline uh, to break the law. Um, you say, and I'm quoting part of it. If people want to read the whole thing, they can certainly either go to your Facebook page or I have it excerpted at, at sayanythingblog.com. You say, I quote, I know I'm a Johnny. I know I'm Johnny come lately. I never like to ask people to do things I wouldn't do myself, but Dapple is forcing our hand. And indeed, because of the Patriot Act, NDAA, and high surveillance on everything, nothing is safe. Ask Snowden. I would caution you to never agree to illegal behavior online, never urge illegal behavior or agree agree with anyone in person to do illegal things or with a phone present even if you trust them there is no other way but civil disobedience now the law they want to maintain requires us to let them poison our water that's no law that's oppression what exactly are you telling people to do with that statement i'm telling people to exercise the full extent of their constitutional civil and human rights all that stuff about you know it sounds like Alex Jones talk about the the National Defense Authorization Act and the Patriot Act. Nobody really knows to look into those things to know what I mean. But I'm talking about you know law enforcement being able to violate civil rights, being able to use certain technologies to spy on you know average Americans' cell phone communications, everything. Yeah, and, so and that's, that's I mean, a, you, that's a. Yeah, you, 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 well, you and I have probably a lot of agreement on that. I am deeply uncomfortable with this growing surveillance state around us. But what I'm, what I worry is, is that you're, you're basically telling people, listen, if you're going to talk about doing illegal things, don't do it around a phone. It sounds to me like you're urging people to do things that are specifically illegal. Right. No, and and you know what? I take full responsibility for. You know, the way that I came off in that post, I mean, I'm out at the camp now. And so, sure. like, when you're in it, it's not, it, there's no more neutrality. I mean, I almost wish I was running for Congress again, so this wasn't so, so real. And so, you know, I can't be neutral. I, I just don't have a okay. choice. I'm living south of the of the direct route. And so, but I but I do, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I would never advocate for illegal activity. What I'm saying is that because of the circumstances that are being uh, set up because of the way that law enforcement has erected this blockade. Like, protectors have, they can no longer exercise constitutional rights, like, where they matter, like, towards the construction sites. They're, they're completely b- blocked off from that. And so, well, the constru- well, the construction sites are on private property. So right. they don't, they're, they're, I mean, and, and the Corps doesn't want them on their property, or at least that, that portion of, of the property. They've asked North Dakota law enforcement to protect that. So... Why do you think that they have a right to go on that private property? I don't think they do have a right to go on that private property. What I'm saying is, like, you basically have to make a decision to break the law in order to go and protest. Like, there's no longer any 
And it's been like this from the beginning. Well, you don't, have to, you don't have to protest on private property. I mean, the, the First Amendment does not protect trespassing. Right. So that's what I was, that's what I was trying to get at with, with the post. Not that people – look, civil disobedience, in my mind, is not violent. You don't destroy property. You don't block railroad bridges, which are transporting the oil that right. you know, you're saying you don't want the pipeline to transport. You don't torch National Guard vehicles. And I don't, I mean, now that I'm out there, that Nash, the National Guard or law enforcement set that roadblock up. So I don't, it would be the stupidest thing for protesters to torch those vehicles. And so I don't know who torched those vehicles, but I don't. You don't, you don't, well, the protesters torch the vehicles. The protesters let those on fire. I don't know that. I mean, how do you know that, uh, Rob? Well, <laughs> because it's on pictures and video. And okay. It's, I mean, it's. I, I, I don't know, Chase. I don't, I don't want to get down the weeds. What I'm worried, yeah. though, is, is I'm looking. You're, you're a leader in, 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 in the Native American community because you're an accomplished person. You're an outspoken person. A lot of people respect you. I listen to you. I don't agree with you very often. Yeah. But you're someone that I pay attention to because I, I, I respect you. And when I see you writing something like this, and we have a tinderbox situation down there where I, I, I think you would agree with me that it's, it's not always been civil I, I think we can at least agree on that much and there has been violence and it's very unfortunate do you think it's wise to be writing something like this on facebook uh, knowing that it could be taken in in ways that, that maybe you don't intend it to be taken i think the it, it i mean people are going to judge that statement however uh they see fit you know to, to fit their parameters and their state of mind but what i'm trying to do is Keep people safe. What happened last night was chaos. Like just just last night, the most recent thing. Were you there? I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I was. Okay. I was at up on the hill there. Okay. I was trying to do a live feed, but I wasn't able to. I mean, it wasn't. Able, it was blocked or something, or the signal just bad out there. I don't know if I believe all that. Um, I do believe law enforcement is using stingrays and different kind of technologies to to illegally. Uh, search and seize personal and private data and property. But anyway, there's a picture going on around right now, and you can't take everything at face value on Facebook, but this lady, this lady, her bone is showing. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. No, I haven't, I haven't seen, I haven't seen that one, but we've, we've seen, I mean, we've certainly seen a lot of things, uh, you know, on Facebook that turned out to not be true. I mean, if that's true, I I, I don't know what to say to it, but uh, you know, I don't want these situations, and, and Chase, the, the way it's looking to to a lot of people um, is that the cops are trying to enforce the law. They're trying to protect private property from a movement that has repeatedly vandalized construction equipment, that has repeatedly trespassed on private property, that has repeatedly done extremely reckless things, such as trying to block railroad tracks, which is something that you referenced. And they're just trying to do their jobs, and the people bringing the fight to law enforcement is this protest movement over and over again. So I hear people blame, you know, the cops are doing this and the cops are doing that. I think a lot of people are looking at this and saying the cops are trying to do their jobs. And if the protesters would just stop doing illegal things, we wouldn't have a problem. I'm not asking that you agree on the pipeline, but why do you have to continue to do illegal things to protest? Why, why does that have to happen? Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a, like a leader in the protest camp. I don't. I'm. Sure. I'm, I'm not okay. seen as a credible. You know what I mean? I haven't been there. I was running right. for Congress when they were sure. doing all their stuff. And and now that I'm, I'm there. I'm in the camp area. I'm in between there and the tribal office, just trying to get a, a handle on this because 
it's clear to me, even even to me, that you know, the the locals' voice is not the voice that's controlling this. And, and I'm not here to like defend any of the of the protesters' actions. But what I, what I will say is that right now, like the the police were there, where they're enforcing the law and shooting people to the bone and, and, and maiming people and spraying cold water on them when it's freezing outside, that's not Dapple property. That's a public highway that we, as North Dakotans, have that a is, right to that traverse. Is, that, is, that is currently closed because protesters set fire to that bridge. Yeah, I, I guess I you would know. be just as, as angry at that, too, but I don't. I mean, I they're, they're, I mean they, they, they represent the state of North Dakota. That's a public road, and the state of North Dakota can close its public roads when it wants to. That's, that's legal. Um, the people who are not in charge of, of that road are the protesters. Now, if, if you want to say that, that they're intentionally closing it to block, you know, whatever, I, I, I don't know, Chase, but I feel like a lot of this is being instigated by protesters in order to advance a specific law enforcement narrative that is conducive to the overall narrative about the pipeline. I, it seems very orchestrated to me. And I, how, how do we cool it down? Let me ask you this last well, question. How do we, yeah. how do we cool this down so that the people who oppose the pipeline can have their say, but the people who live in the greater area don't have to be harassed by this? South Central North Dakota, I, I would say if you pulled South Central North Dakota, most people down there would say that they feel flipping terrorized right now. Yes. How do we change that situation? Well, I'm trying to work on that because, well, like I was saying before, the, the locals, voice is missing from this i mean all the people getting arrested they're certainly not from north dakota i mean the majority obviously there are some who There's are some. getting arrested and, and instigating illegal activity that are probably from standing rock but sure. the agenda for instance keep it in the ground that's not standing rock's agenda like in, in all or nothing kill the pipeline or it's a defeat that's not that's not Standing Rock's agenda, and so I'm trying to help Standing Rock communicate communicate their you know positions. That's why I was just over meeting with the chairman and with the council to let him know that I'm I'm available for that because I too you know I feel passionately about this, and obviously sure. I it is affecting me personally, and so I'm I'm going to try to advise people. Look, you need to protect your rights. One one last I don't question. Want anybody? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, sorry to interrupt you. One last question before we go to a break. If it's not, if keeping in the ground is not Standing Rock's agenda, why on earth did they partner with Earth Justice? I don't know. I have no clue about that. I wasn't uh, involved in the beginning. But I do want to say one last thing. Okay. If Rick Becker and you are going to ask Heidi Heitkamp to condemn my remarks, I want Rick Becker to condemn Donald Trump's remarks about blacks, Muslims, immigrants, right. women. Whoever else, like we're just members of the same party. We don't need to agree on everything. Okay, well that's fair enough. Um, thanks, Chase, for your time. Certainly appreciate it. And uh, please, I mean, I, I'm all I'm open to your voice, Chase. Hey, if Rob, you want to, if you want to write you know post what? for say anything, we, if you want we to come always on the don't agree show. on things, and I definitely. But whatever, you got a job to do. Yeah. And I got a job to do. And look, you have a platform, and I'm I'm always available. So just feel free to hit me up anytime. That sounds good, Chase. Let's keep the let's keep the communication lines open. More to come straight ahead. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Don't go away.
Welcome back. Rob Report. Just a couple minutes left here. 701-293-9000. Just finished up our interview with Chase Iron Eyes. It's uh, his comments. Now that he's done with his house campaign, he's down at the Dakota Access protest. I think what he said about the local voice being lost in this is is profound. And I, I think maybe that's something we need to hear more from North Dakota's Native American community. I, I think the problem is you have a lot of these national agitators, people who have, have turned Standing Rock's objection to the pipeline, agree with it or disagree with it, have turned it into this larger, very extreme, very left-wing narrative about keeping oil in the ground um and it's it's unfortunate and i unfortunately you know chase talks about the the local voice you got to wonder if if the tribe didn't get snookered a little bit because they partnered with a group like earth justice uh you know i i don't i repeat this over and over again i think a lot of people forget the organization representing standing rock in their legal challenge to the dakota access pipeline is earth justice uh, Earth Justice is doing a lot of the public relations work for the Standing Rock tribe. Uh, Earth Justice, in a lot of ways, I think is controlling the narrative for the tribe, and theirs is very much an anti-oil, anti-pipeline narrative. For them, it's not a reroute. For them, it's stop pumping oil. And I think that's an extreme position in a day and age when we're all still using oil. Anyway, more to come. Remember, you can catch me here Monday through Friday. 1 to 2 p.m. right on WDAY or 24 hours a day, seven days a week at sayanythingblog.com. There's a link for the podcast. If you want to follow this show on the podcast, check that out. It's the Rob Report link on sayanythingblog.com. All the details are there. Thanks for listening. Jay Thomas Show. Straight ahead. Don't go away.